Hey, thanks for tuning in to Being Trans. I've tried to make this one a few times. It's good to be able to get back behind the microphone. I had this... Um... Let's try this again. When I was younger, I experienced a lot of violence. I experienced it directly towards myself and indirectly in the home that I grew up in. And I've, and as I grew up, I grew up in that kind of a sense of Accepting that violence towards me was a norm. And that I just accepted it. It wasn't a matter of wanting to accept it. It was just a fact that it was there and it was surrounding me all my life. And so I really didn't know what it was like to live without it. Until one time a friend said, holy shit, Allie, this is domestic violence. How can you put up with this? And I said, no, it's not. And they're like, yeah, it really is. You need to seek some help. You need to get out. And I really, at the time, I didn't really quite grasp the significance of of what I was dealing with. Because I saw it as something that happened on a regular basis. Something that was always around me. That it was never going to change. Because I didn't think it should change. There was no issue or need for it to change. Because I didn't see it as wrong. I didn't see that it was anything but normal. Because it's what I grew up with. I grew up with a person in the house always hating the other person. And I grew up seeing that my dad was always the person who took the brunt of it. And so I thought it was normal. And then when my mom started attacking me because I was transgender, I just accepted that this was going to be part of my life. That it was normal. That it was... That it was okay because that was the way I was brought up. But I also learned quickly to hide. Because it was better to hide than it was to tell the truth about me. Because if I didn't tell you about me, you couldn't attack me for it being me. And that that really... That really is something that's very, very difficult to comprehend unless you're that person in that relationship. Unless you exist in that atmosphere, you don't understand what it's like. And if you grew up in that atmosphere, you may not know what it's like not to be in that atmosphere. And that's a very difficult uh, position for anybody to be in. But that's not the reason I was talking today. Um, 
I saw it come across my feed. And um, I wanted to touch base a little bit about it. Because it happened. And I, I think that we need to... As a society, we need to make sure that we do not accept um, the violence that exists around us. I think as a person and as anybody, we need to stand up and say, no, this is not right. We are only in May. That's the fifth month of 2020. Now, I live in Australia, and luckily enough, Australians are pretty doggone chill. As long as whatever you do does not interfere with whatever I do, I'm pretty okay with you. We do have a few exceptions to that rule where we do have some real extremists in Australia, but on the most part, they're pretty chill. If it doesn't interfere with my life, then I've got no problem with it. I wish more people would take that kind of a stance. But this isn't always the case. I was privileged enough to be in the local newspaper. And uh, it's not something that I would say is the world's greatest thing, but it's kind of cool. They came out to my house, they spent about an hour. And a half right around there interviewing me, taking more pictures than I was completely comfortable with, and then putting me in the on the front page of the paper, which I was definitely not comfortable with. Was not comfortable with that. But that was the way it went. And um I was surprised that someone that I helped a long time ago when I first came to Australia I helped them because I've always been a helping person if you need help and and I can do it I I certainly will help you out and this person and their family were going through a hard time they had a daughter that was born with CP for those that you don't know that's cerebral palsy and it was an extreme case of cerebral palsy so if you don't know, you can have varying degrees of some of these disabilities. And this young lady was born. Life was difficult for him. We don't want to give too much more information than that. And my partner and I at the time decided that we would give them a hand. So my partner went over to the house and helped the 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 wife of the couple cleaned their whole house and I got to sit out and have a wonderful conversation with the husband and just give him a chance to relax because it was difficult and there was another person that was there that was helping out with the baby a couple of years later they had a second child and sadly that child was also born with CP 
and that child's CP was greater than the first. So everybody that was around chipped in, helped out, gave some compassionate time, energy, love, and caring. Because that's the type of people people should be. And that's the type of spirit that sits at Australia at its core. And that is a very glorious thing about Australia. And when I was in the newspaper, my awakening to the reality that some good deeds never go unpunished came back into my life. Now, if you've never heard that saying before, it's, it is a tad bit rude and it is a tad bit um, horrible to say, but it is the truth. No good deed ever goes unpunished. Um, and what took place was this husband of this couple went on a full attack of me. He wasn't the only one. Now, mind you, we were part, my partner partner and I, were part of a religious community. And I found quickly just how many people were going to come out of the woodwork and say something very, very negative towards me. It's not like they walked a mile in my shoes. It's not like they lived a moment of my life. It's not like they were that scared little child who had to deal with the issue of not liking life. And it's definitely... Not a single one of those people walked in my shoes, but they all had something very horrific to say. I even had a church leader who went against what the law says in Australia about bathrooms. And... I felt this attack on many different fronts, and I walked away from that church, and I shut that door permanently in my life. It will never, ever open again, simply because every time I helped out all these people, I gave of myself. I gave freely, kindly, and with an open heart and loving. But here I was telling the truth, and all I received back was hate-filled rhetoric and violence. I've been away from that church for close to four years now. I'm a person that is a fervent believer in I don't care who, what, or how you believe, as long as it does not interfere in my life. You can be a Buddhist, a Satanist, a Christian, 
Hindu. You could worship just however you want. Just don't let it come into my life and disturb the way I live my life. And we will be okay. And I've always been this way. And that was even before I left this church. I gave everybody the fair go. And when I finally was being honest with every single person in existence, I was attacked by these people. And one of the things that people don't understand that are not transgender is what it's like to live with the fear of violence. I've said this over and over and over and over until I'm blue in the face that transgender people in America need to move. They need to leave the United States. I've been away from the U.S. for close to 19 years. This year, on October the 2nd, I will have been away for 19 years. Proudly. And some people, even, even to this day, people will still attack me for leaving the United States. Americans will not look beyond their own we're the greatest country in the world. Why did you leave us? You know, you're a traitor to our country kind of thing. Or you have no rights since you left to speak about us. Don't mind that my grandmother was half Cherokee. Don't mind that my grandmother paid a price greater than anybody who speaks against it has ever paid. She hid who she was for most of her life just to give her children and their children's children a better life in a country. I think she would probably be one of the few that would understand the reason for hiding, the reason for being scared. I think that woman probably has the closest understanding to what it's like. I saw a photo of myself here a while ago um, from when I was a young kid, about 10 years old. No, I was 12 because I was in a Boy Scout uniform. And um, you have to be 12 to be in that Boy Scout uniform. <laughs> And I remember knowing how scared I was. That should anybody ever find out what I was thinking in my head. I'd probably get into a lot of trouble or get beat up again. And I had been beat up at school a number of times. For other reasons, because I was a Californian in a Washington State Hicks school, and my thought processes were very, very different than theirs. Um, but I was surrounded by violence all the time. 
And you might ask, you know, why is this so relevant to being transgender? Well, it is because you're surrounded by it. You can't get away from it. I've listened to people who are transgender on a number of their storylines from their childhood, and they all say the same thing. Very few of us, very, very few of us have had the silver spoon. You know, I even look at Chaz Bono. He was, he has experienced violence all around. You look at, oh, I can't stand her, but Caitlyn Jenner. She still receives violent threats all the time. She's not a favorite person of mine. I don't believe that what she's done has been a has been a good thing, and she needs to stand accountable for her actions and got away with it because she is wealthy and has influences. And it's been swept under the carpet. But that's my opinion. I'm not I'm not angry at her. I'm not going to chase her down and threaten her life for not doing it. But I think that as a society, we and in America, you accept and w that violence is acceptable to show towards anyone else. And it's definitely not. It, it really is not because it is horrific. It is the most horrible thing. And this year... We're in May right now, month five of 12 months, okay? If you forget how many months are in a year because of this crazy virus, we have seen 11 people killed in America. Now, despite what Mr. Trump would like to say, Puerto Rico is part of America. And for any of you people who are too far backwatered, Puerto Rico is part of America. So here it goes, and I'm going to tell you who they are because I think it needs to be said again. How many people that are transgender have feared for our lives and have ended up losing our lives because of the violence that exists from others towards us. Dustin Parker, 25, was fatally shot in McAllister, Oklahoma on New Year's Day. Day one of a new year. Nulusa Ruiz, Puerto Rico, don't know her age, but was fatally shot. Yampia Orocho, 19 years old, killed in Moca, Puerto Rico. In March, Monica Diamond, 
Charlotte, North Carolina, March 18th. 34 years old. Lexi, 33, Harlem, New York. Joanna Metzger. This one is so tragic. She was a young, young trans girl. I mean, an extremely talented young trans girl who graduated from college, who really was not your typical kid. Serena Vasque Vasquez Ramos, 32. Another person in Puerto Rico. Was killed alongside her friend, Leila Sanchez, 21, in Puerto Rico. Two men have been charged under federal hate crimes. Penelope Ramirez, Puerto Rico. Nina Pope, Nina Pop, sorry. Missouri. And then here on May the 6th, Haley O'Regan, 20 years old, was killed at her place of work. Man came in to get him to make an appointment to get a haircut. He came back. A little while later, took her into the back room and killed her. The police caught him because he gave his right name. Thank God for the uh, appointment. You think that at some point, year after year of double-digit murders in America of one community, people would get a fucking clue. And it's extremely sad that all of the people in my community... You can ask every single one of us. We have experienced violence. That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. And the majority of these people say the same stuff. The majority of the people that are sitting there, spilling their hate and their anger towards my community, I'll tend to do it in God's name. At one point or another. <sighs> 
And that includes the ones that kill those of us that have had to be sex workers. It's really shameful. Like the person that I helped out. I gave my time to help someone with their mental health. To help them in the darkest times of their lives when everything seemed to be against them. Come out and attack me. Those children didn't ask to be born with CP. I didn't ask to be born transgender. I didn't get a choice. They didn't get a choice. But yet, we were born this way. And you don't see me attacking their child for being born with CP. You don't see me attacking the parents. Because not only once did they have a child born with CP, they had another one. And that child was also born with CP. And then they risked it a third time. And that child, luckily enough, was not born with CP. But when you look at the risks, why would you do it a third time? I've never attacked them. I've never said anything negative about it. It's their choice. I'm lucky I have a lot of healthy children. And they're good kids. I may not have agreed with all that they've ever done and all they will do. I may not agree that some of them treat me like crap. But they're good kids. I don't go attacking people. And I don't think that we need to continue to see this violence. And I say it all the time. People that are transgender in America need to move. It is far too much of a risk unless you're at such a high uh, visibility that people won't touch you. You know, if Jazz Jennings is pretty much untouchable, you're not going to mess with her. You're not going to mess with some of the other people. You'd really have to find a mentally unstable and disturbed person to go after somebody like Caitlyn Jenner, who is pretty much untouchable. But I'm not talking about the, the rich, the famous, the lucky few. I'm talking about the everyday average American person. Get the fuck out of America. 11 already? The writing's on the wall. If Trump gets another four years, it's only going to get worse. It's time to leave. There is no real American dream for the transgender community. And I know that's a very hard thing to hear, but I'm 19 years in another country, and things are pretty good for me. Not great, but pretty good.
pretty good. I hope those that can hear my voice that might be... I hope those that can hear my voice... Let's try this again. Sorry about that. Uh, got disconnected right at the end. Um, can find the means to get to a safe place in this world. There are other places. Australia, Canada. Um, yeah, there are safer places. New Zealand, Sweden. You may have to wait until after the COVID crisis is over, but it's time to pack up and move. Would have been a lot easier without the financial strains that are going to be hitting us in the recession. But you need to get out. You need to move to a place where you know you're safe. I would say Mexico, but Mexico has a pretty high violence towards transgender as well. You're safer in Canada. You have a better chance in Canada. You have a better chance in a lot of places in this world, including Germany. If you are a student in school, stay in school. Get your education and get out. Move. It's a hard thing to say, but I can't emphasize enough. Eleven dead. I hope the family and I wish the family of the young lady who just passed away all the peace in the world. I hope that they can find it in their hearts to remember the young lady who passed away. I hope that they can move on in peace and love and know that there are those of us who are in this world, who do give a damn, who do want the violence to stop. I hope that they can find peace, love, and compassion towards them as well during this very, very difficult time. My thoughts go out to them. My thoughts go out to you if you can hear my voice and you are dealing with violence at home or at school or wherever. I hope that you can find a place where you can find peace and solace. Until we talk again, take care of yourselves.